I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. Frogs around the world are in trouble deep. Over the last 30 years, more than 100 species have gone extinct, and more than a third of the remaining amphibian species are said to be at risk of extinction. Habitat loss and climate change are both playing a role in the crisis, but so is a disease that's been called the amphibian smallpox. It's a virulent fungus, and it's spreading around the globe and leaving behind a trail of extinctions and population crashes. Now a group of researchers in Panama is scrambling to save frog species there before they vanish. Sabri Benashur of Station WAMU in Washington has this report. It's the middle of the night in the middle of the rainforest in central Panama, and a group of researchers is slogging through a stream. Can you see the eyes glowing right there? It probably is a spider. Tiny eyes glimmer in the beam of a flashlight, but spiders are not what the scientists are looking for. We're looking for little green blobs sitting on a green leaf. So just anything that makes the leaf hang unusually. Brian Gratwick is a biologist with the Smithsonian's National Zoo in Washington, D.C. Those little green blobs he and his colleagues are looking for are frogs, and they're not having much luck. In over an hour and a half of searching, they've seen plenty of giant spiders and venomous snakes and a very large lizard, but no frogs. Finally, success. A glass frog guarding a gelatinous pile of eggs. See those little tadpoles wiggling inside the egg? It's called a glass frog for a reason. Its skin is transparent. Right above the stomach, you'll see a little teeny white thing that's beating, and that's its heart. It's a stunning sight, but that's it, just a single frog. And before long, the researchers call it a night. It might have just been bad luck, but probably not. In recent years, scientists have documented frog population crashes of up to 80% at sites like this all around the world. There's amphibians that have gone extinct in Australia, in the Caribbean, in North America, in South America. A big reason is something called amphibian Betrachochytrium dendrobatidis, chytrid for short. It's a fungal disease that likely originated in Africa and has been spreading around the globe for decades. In parts of Central America, the disease is spreading around 20 miles a year. That's why biologists here are racing to collect frogs and other amphibians ahead of the fungus. Basically, they're medevacking them like injured soldiers to places like this. We're in the pod. This is um, our safe chytrid-free population of frogs in captivity. That's Angie Estrada of the Summit Zoo in Gamboa, Panama. She's led me into one of several small, tightly controlled buildings at the zoo. They're basically converted shipping containers. The pod holds row upon row of aquariums, fog machines, and UV lights. Some of these frogs are coming from cloudy mountain forests, so our pods, they need to keep up with high humidities and low temperatures. They need to have light, white lights, resembling nightlight and daylight. We also need to do um, UV lights to go through metamorphosis. The frogs here are some of the most remarkable you'll see anywhere. Some look like bright yellow decomposing leaves. Others are black as tar and have a crown like a triceratops. And the pods hold some of the very last of their kind. We call them arcs, amphibian arcs, because we're basically keeping them alive for the future generations. And yet it's a bit of a ragtag effort as scientists race to keep up with the disease. Once, you know, chytrid started killing frogs, it kills them fast. Edgardo Griffith runs the El Valle Amphibian Conservation Center in western Panama, where the fungus swept through several years ago. 
from the get-go, we, we were behind, you know, uh, the Kittred wave to the point that when the Kittred arrived to Avaya, we didn't even have a facility. So we had to keep our frogs in hotel rooms. Griffith's new facility is slightly more sophisticated. His quarantine building is home to a dozen vulnerable local species. But being as exotic as they are also means there's no rule book on how to take care of these frogs. Nobody knew exactly what some of them ate or what they needed to mate. The researchers are learning as they go. We lost a lot of them. Now, you might be asking yourself, why go to all this trouble to save a bunch of amphibians? Well, the Smithsonian's Brian Gratwick says some of them may prove important to humans. There's a species of frog in Australia that produces a chemical called a serin that blocks HIV transmission to T-cells. The skin of other frogs, Gratwick says, has produced compounds that kill superbugs in hospitals. That's why he believes that every extinction is a lost opportunity for humans. The untapped resources of our amphibian biodiversity are virtually unknown. But Gretwick says there's another important reason. There's a great quote from Alder Leopold. To keep every cog and wheel is the first rule of intelligent tinkering. And amphibians are more than just the cogs and wheels. They are at the entire middle of the food chain. They eat all of the bugs that are then eaten by snakes and birds and other things. Of course, frogs can only play their vital ecological roles if they can survive in the wild. And that likely can't happen for most of the species now being sheltered here in Panama without some kind of solution to the chytrid problem. There is promising research in the United States. Scientists there have discovered bacteria that confer immunity to the fungus for some amphibians. But so far, there is no miracle cure that will work in the wild. Meanwhile, back in her frog pod in Gamboa, Angie Estrada has had a breakthrough in her efforts to save at least one endangered species. These are Atelopocertus babies, one of the first born in captivity ever. About 80 miniature black and green frogs hop around a critter keeper. They're native to a sliver of Panamanian forest called the Darien. There may be 150 species of frogs there, and it's still chytrid-free. But scientists estimate the fungus will arrive there in a year, or maybe two, and 90% of them will die. Estrada hopes that someday her baby frogs may be able to leave her amphibian ark and go back to their parents' forest home. I know it sounds crazy, but some of the individuals here are going to be one of the founders for repopulating all these sites. For The World, I'm Sabri Beneshaw, Gamboa, Panama. You can see for yourself several of the Panamanian frog species that researchers are rushing to save. They're in an online slideshow and a video at theworld.org. There's even a great shot of a small green frog climbing right up reporter Sabri Benashur's nose. That's at theworld.org.